Welcome to Different Gravy, not just another Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Richard Miller, and my co-host, having missed the boat on the wheels or doors phenomenon, has attempted his own viral conundrum. Nuns or guns? The soon-to-be-minted Dr. Luke Gledall. How are you doing today, Luke? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. It's such a good, um, it's such a good concept that I don't even know what uh, what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so well there was a question on i did wonder i i could have run this by you but it would have given the game away luke the the the, mm. the little dance that happens with these podcasts i spring mm-hmm. spring something on you mm-hmm. um but this is this is something viral that's that's uh, passed you by um i suspect the best route to to uh finding out more is to look at josh windass's stories on uh on Instagram, but somebody on, I think the Twitters, I'm not sure, social media posed the question, in the world, are there more wheels or doors? Uh, I did see this, yes. I did, uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm saying and are it, there more nuns or guns in the world? That's what I'm saying. You're saying are there more nuns or guns? Hmm. Yeah. Guns. Which you obviously knew ahead of time because it's your idea. You're going to somehow get rich off the back of it as well i don't know i don't really understand how you'll monetize it but mm. this is you you know you are you're the wily e. coyote of cockamamie schemes and that's why we love you well I, I know and i mean we also i mean we would say guns when we're rich because we watch sheffield wednesday and we see callum oh. patterson flexing his guns all the time <laughs> do you have so there's also this it became part of the wednesday sphere um, because Josh Windass went round the the dressing room, presumably on Friday, as as folks were were winding down, asking asking everybody in attendance whether they thought there was more wheels or doors. Do you have an opinion on this hot button issue? Doors. You think doors? Mm. I think probably Every, doors everything because... that is we everything that is mm, nearly everything that has wheels has doors, apart from bicycles. That's good. And take your typical car, typical car with a boot. Would you call mm. a boot a door? Well, it, it typically does in the language, doesn't it? You know, but that you know, you only you only go in through 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 the back door. <laughs> Ooh, matron! <laughs> <laughs> when uh, when there's a real problem, we're already here, folks. We're already going in the back door. <laughs> this is maybe a record for different gravy. We pride ourselves on getting to the getting to the business end of things quicker than any other podcast out there and we're already bashing in the back doors as it were <laughs> continue luke Sorry. We, we hit that number 10 in the first five and the number 10 is <laughs> lowering the bar um no I, that's what yeah so i think they're more than, what, what do you think rich i think probably doors think about like cities with like uh, old like skyscrapers and things like how many doors are in a skyscraper a, f- a block of flats do, do you know how many doors are in a skyscraper rich blooming loads a veritable fuckton <laughs> <laughs> a metric square fucktonery of doors anyway should we, <laughs> should we get on anyway, to some Wednesday yes news? let's do that crash owl sound Crash Al Wallop, what a picture. Crash Al Wallop, 
What a picture. What a photograph. Uh, <laughs> so we, we've had a bit of a transfer link. It's that time of the season where thoughts, some thoughts, not all thoughts, but some thoughts start to get turned to requirements for next season and players that we're maybe looking at getting linked with. And uh, one of the first of these is is the most Irish-sounding name ever, Paddy O'Connor. Not Patty, Paddy, P-A-W. D-I-E O'Connor. Um, P-O-C. <laughs> so he plays, is he the Bradford City captain, I believe? Or is he, he, he is the um, Bradford City captain. He is P-O-C. He is a paddy of concern to us. <laughs> he's a paddy of concern. And also he's a person a of captaincy. So he's the P-O-C all around, isn't he, really? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and a real, real piece of centre-half, folks. Um, twenty-four-year-old oh, former, twenty-four-year-old centre half, former Leeds United player, and understood to be on the contracts. Seems to have been linked, and more maybe played, maybe played the straight back to it when asked about it in okay, um, in pre-match presser. We're not discussing mm-hmm. players at the moment. Uh, there are players being discussed. He said, "We'll focus oh. on this season, but there are players being discussed." He, Darren Moore said that we exist in a universe in which there are players <clears throat> and there are discussions and sometimes there are discussions about players. <laughs> <laughs> which means he's signed a pre-contract agreement. <laughs> <laughs> the big question, Luke, uh, with, the, with the name Pordy O'Connor, Pordy O'Connor. Is, he, is he ginger? I believe he is from the pictures I have seen of him on the star. Oh no, okay. no, he is not. He is a is a brunette gentleman. A brunette. Oh, and it's it's not a dye job. He's not doing like a uh, a Boris uh, Boris Becker style bleach blonde to to hide his do you, his inner ginge. Do you think if we sign him, uh, the fans can also do the the you know the the Irish song by Van Morrison, uh, brown, brown high, brown head, brown head player. <laughs> uh, yeah, we could do. I, I, I think I may have said he had a W in his name. It's just a single U. He's just a single U, and it's Padraig is his uh, or Patrick in the in the Irish spelling is his. Uh, is that is that what name. is that what Pordy is short for? It, apparently, it is a delightfully Irish name, isn't it? It's deliciously Body. Irish. Deliciously Irish. They've yeah. also he's got a John in the middle there, which is also quite an Irish. You've got to have a Pope's name in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wonderful! We we enjoy we we enjoy a good Irish player at Sheffield Wednesday. We haven't had an Irish player. We for do. One, we? No, well, not to completely fetishize them. However, yeah, we've got a. We, you know, we need a bit of that, that, that uh, green stuff in, in the team. Um, and yeah, six foot three, so he's a, he's a big lad, a bit of a, a unit. This also is interesting because I think in terms of next season, uh, the pre-match interviews, it was uh, it was Mr. Story, mm. and he was asked about about whether he's, whether there's any chance of him uh, signing on for next season and being a bit more of a permanent fixture at Wednesday. And I, again, I think he was fairly kind of 
played a fairly straight bat for it, but uh, he he's got a couple of years left on his contract there at Preston, so yeah. he wouldn't be available on a free. But on the other side, Gibson, there has been some talk that maybe we've got some sort of agreement with him mm. because we've that's one of the reasons we've maybe persisted with him. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Um, he's not been offered an, a, a contract by Everton, and I believe he's sort of been told he's not going to be offered a contract by Everton. Mm. Uh, so, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens there. He's someone we've seen a lot less of, but I, I've liked what I've seen from from Gibson very, very much when I, when I've seen him play. Um, so, yeah, that's intriguing. And then just the other bit of note, uh, not again, not a huge news week really, but. Uh, we we also found out that Shadipo's not one of our registered players so far this uh, second half of the season. Yeah, such as him coming back from rehabilitation. Apparently, we still have him on loan, and more seems to reveal this and think there's you know there's not. He said there's no great rush. We've apparently got a a deadline of March twenty fourth. So what's that? That's like a week and a half from now, pretty much, to get him registered. And uh, more didn't seem too fast with that. Fair so, enough. So, whatever. I mean, it's... Uh, oh, he's a player that we've forgotten about, but maybe maybe in the terms of um, people people coming, <clears throat> back, coming back from the dead, yeah. then, uh, then maybe Best Hippo in Show is next up for, uh, you know, a, uh, a rebirth. Yeah, Lazarus-esque returns from the grave are uh, the flavour of the season, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know Darren Moore is tight with Jesus, but um, I didn't expect that bit of Jesus' skill to rub <laughs> off on him. But uh, apparently raising, raising the dead is, is one of his, uh, his gifts. Um, yeah, it's just a bit intriguing to know, isn't it? Cause I, so I wonder if that means, because people like Galvin have been on benches and things like that. So I wonder if we've kind of filled the squad with players that are available but unlikely to play in the interim while Shadipo was away, and then we can we can swap him in later if if he gets fit in time. Apologies. Mm. So yeah, intriguing. But he's yeah he's back training with the, the the first team, I believe. I think he was he popped up in a few photos in the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see. As yeah, is, see if we do get a bit more from him. Yeah, I guess what else have we had in the news? We uh, yeah, so I mean we have had a little, uh, you know, a little, a little sneaky little peek at some of the players coming back to fitness from the training ground. It's always yeah. it's always fun when the media team release, you know. Yes. Candid, candid, hot paparazzi pics. A little teaser. A little teaser. A little soupçon to look at these players coming back. You know, coming back from the dead, and uh, and Holly Dean is one of those players. Holly Dean's another one, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He, he seems to be back out on the training pitch as well. So, yeah, I think it's because I mean, it'd be nice. We've been on a very strong run with a lot of players missing. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be nice to to see those players back because I think if we can strengthen, that's really good. I, I think it's going to be a a different sort of test of Darren Moore's metal, how he how he mixes these these players together now because picking picking 11 from 12 or 13 options is a very different challenge than picking 11 from from 20 plus options and keeping everybody on board and uh, happy and things like that um so yeah yeah nice to see people coming back it's hard to see where shadipo 
falls in things. He's uh, or show hippo, as we've called him previously. Um, he's he's not Sean when he's worn the shirt. He's not really Sean in any p- particular position thus far. But as you say, we've we've had recoveries before, so who knows? We might he might he might be a, the ne- the latest one to surprise us in the mold of um, Byers or or Berahino. Mm. But speaking of Berahino. Do we want to move on to this weekend's game? Yeah, well, maybe that's uh, maybe that is a <laughs> maybe that is a segue to hop on to talk about this week's game. I um, <laughs> just standing in the queue for the chippy today. Uh, mm. I caught a glimpse of a fair few Cambridge shirts and was reminded that uh, so I've not done this. I've not really chimed. I've got to be honest. This is the the first, I was a real pit pro Evo person. I've, mm. I slowly became a FIFA person. Um, but my thing I like to do on FIFA, I, I take Sheffield Wednesday and win all the trophies. First off, next mm. challenge is take the worst team in English football and try and go through all the through all the leagues. And I have played as Cambridge several times because they have been the worst rated, lowest budget team in, in all of FIFA, or at least in all of English football on FIFA. Um, so it's really strange to sort of see those kits turning up at Hillsborough for a, for, for a match day. I know we talked in the previous, in the, in that, in the away leg uh, or the away game of this, uh, this sort of duo of fixtures that their, their commentary team really just could not believe that they were playing Sheffield Wednesday in a league game. And um, it, it did mark the, this kind of high watermark for them as a club and, and a pretty low ebb for, for us as a club. Mm. Um, so that was just interesting just to, to kind of, I don't, it didn't really twig, trigger in my brain <laughs> that I have spent many hours with, uh, is it Mick George or something like that on there? Not is their sure. sponsor? Anyway. Mick George. Yeah. It's something. It's something that you just doesn't mean doesn't mean anything to most people, but I'm sure it's very important to one or two people. Um, but um, yeah, just I've spent a lot of time looking at that that amber and gold, uh, amber and black strip of theirs, and uh, just was a bit a bit kind of I don't know incongruous seeing seeing them seeing them all turn up at Hillsborough. Um, well, uh, that's an interesting yeah. part for like a, one of the very few kind of pithy comments I've got from today. But like, I there's a lot of white on the Wednesday shirt. You know, it's interesting that yes. we're a team who obviously plays in blue and white. But um, obviously, we've I think with depending on where we are in the spectrum of how people are thinking and feeling about having names on the back of shirts, sometimes that dictates whether you have a big white uh, mast on the back. You know, to put to have real estate to have yeah. the names and numbers, so we do. But it feels like the blue and white is more. It feels more white and blue in a weird way. Well, I think it's the fact that the whole of the back mm. is white, isn't it? Pretty well. I know the stripes right down the bottom of the back, but it's a it's a lot of white on on. Yeah, it's a it's a very white looking kit. We did have the black shorts, but I'd, it's one of those strange things where their home kit would have been a better. Yes. Yeah. Uh, com- kind of contrast to our, our home kit than their away kit. Definitely, definitely. definitely. Like, there's not. It's not quite like this is such a clash that this is this is maddening to watch. And I can't imagine what it's like to be a player trying to play the ball no. to who you think is your own teammate and find out someone else. But like, it is close, and it, and just knowing that they naturally have 
a very stark contrasting home kit to us. You know, yeah. I just I just don't sudden. understand why. It's very strange. Strange decision. So I thought that was that was bad. Um looking at the lineup I thought was good with no complaints. I guess something else from this week in terms of um <laughs> I saw Alex Miller was making a making a, a wee gag about if he had people saying slow news say to him, blah blah blah. Go right. Um and they said he'd have four quid, which I'm like, I'm sure you'd have more than that, my friend. Um <laughs> Uh, but he was talking uh, one of the articles in you know since there was there was no midweek game there's nothing really to cover yeah. which has been weird since it's just been such a great onslaught and we've still got two games delayed. It's strange, isn't it? Yeah. And then actually the weird thing is those two games in hand they make up the final um, midweek games uh, that we have for the rest from now until the rest of the season for the remaining ten games. I mean we've got the. I believe we got the Good Friday Easter Monday thing again. Oh, now you're asking. I imagine we probably do. That's that's usually a fixture, isn't it? Right. Football. That's yeah. Kind of seem like a time when you should have two games in very quick succession. Um, but he was saying, um, talking about how Patterson's on nine yellow cards. Oh and right. So if he gets another one, that at this stage would be a two-game ban. So and, and knowing how Patterson plays as a player. Um, probably explains why he was left out completely today. I mean, it. It. it right. was, I mean, it was good to see Gregory back. Um, yeah. I, I think basically it's he's got two games to basically avoid another yellow. So I imagine, I unless there's any great niggles or knocks, we probably won't see Patterson midweek or Patterson might be on the bench, looking to right. you know maybe an emergency situation is pulled from the bench. Um, so, I mean, that kind of made sense. I was really glad to see Gibson back. You know, it's great to see Gregory back. I think having Story on one side of that defence and Gibson on the other mm. is what is probably what I want to see more often than not. I don't know whether Hutch or Iorfa ends up being the natural choice in the middle there, but obviously today it was Hutch in between them. We don't. Iorfa still seems to have a bit of a way to go in terms of fitness, but I like the balance of those two. I think Story's fairly comfortable on the ball and can bring mm. it forward. Gibson's comfortable on the ball and seems to be a decent... He doesn't lose his head in the final third either. You know, I think he, we've seen him have a decent shot. We've seen him get an assist. So he's a useful character to have around mm. uh, in, all, the, all the way up the pitch. Maybe it's a little bit sad to see Liam Palmer missing out. I mean, it is, yeah, and it, harsh given that he he was possibly one of the ones that could have had held his head up after the last uh, round of fixtures because he mm. he got his goal, didn't he? Just to confirm, by the way, yes, we do. So on on Good Friday we we have MK Dons away, and then on Easter Monday we have Crew at home. So we right. do have that that right. duo. Mm-hmm. Just to just to to rather than leave that thread hanging. Mm-hmm. Not like us to leave a thread hanging, is it, Luke? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's interesting. So Berahino up top with Gregory is an interesting mm. choice there. Um, I mean, but, weirdly, like something's not historically worked, but then I don't know. Maybe in defence, what this is a different, yeah, different team and they'll see that that midfield spine is is really awake that is driving the beast you know that is mm. fire in the the belly of the beast which is uh getting getting the sleeping giant of wednesday up and up and rocking 
at this hour in the morning. So maybe in a sense, like I think we said previously, it doesn't matter really where the who who the characters are who are going to be playing up top. But maybe yes. maybe also, and I I think <laughs> speaking wisely after the event, maybe in a good way now. Um, we can see that Berahino is obviously getting up to speed and is looking a lot different player to what we saw from him in the first half of the season. So maybe, but not even including this game, like including previous games, he's he's been markedly better than he has in, in that, that first chunk of the season, I would say. In the same way that you kind of had to play Rhodes sometimes last season, despite the fact... Mm. Despite the fact he was just broken, wholly broken, but it just there's a tactical. He knows how to play the position of striker, and he has at least a kind of modicum of tactical discipline to do that. And we don't have Camberry wanders around. He can't stay on side. Um, he's sort of a bit of something and nothing. Uh, he does have a bit of the goal scorer in him because I think he does gravitate to good positions in the box, uh, which is where most of his goals have come from. Patterson, as we know, is just an absolute flibberty jibber. He's everywhere. He's running around. He's <laughs> charging around. He's getting lots of yellow cards. Um, Gregory's more... He wants to play with his back to goal. He wants to try and build things. So uh, there's nobody else that does what Berahino does in the squad. And while, while he's in a... The, this is, you know, we all know what what happened today, so that's great. But even with the modicum of form that he's been showing, I think that felt like he was going to be a, a vital cog going forward because he's he knows what to do. He knows how to try and find space in behind. He knows he knows what that entails. Even if even if uh, maybe there was there was he was lacking a bit of confidence at various times. I think since he's come back into the squad, you can see. Uh, you can see the the usefulness he has in that position. You can see that he's different to the other options. I think so. Playing up there just doesn't work. He doesn't he doesn't really do anything particularly well. But I think he, when he's had his good, he what he can do that the others can't do particularly well is run the channels. But that's a particular type of game, and we need to be playing a particular way. Um, and if that doesn't transpire, then he looks pretty lost uh, if he's asked to do anything else. Um, but yeah, interesting. I mean, so looking at their squad, uh, obviously we had a one-one draw with them last time round. Um, their right back, interestingly, is the one that scored the goal for for them at, at their place. Um, and I always look at Wes Houlihan on a team sheet. I know he's he's probably a fair old vintage. Yeah, he is thirty-nine years old now. Ooh. But Wes Houlihan on a team sheet does tend to, you know, does send a little bit of a jolt through. A Wednesday fan spine. I think he's he's had some good times against Wednesday in the past. Um, been a very tidy player in his time, but maybe 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 Father Time has got a hand on his shoulder at this point. Let's, uh, but certainly, if today's showing was anything to go by, um, I, I just for some reason this made me chuckle as a stupid little joke. Um, if you will allow me a pithy comment of my own, Luke. Um, Please do. When I was writing down writing down my team sheet. I said, I put Bailey, Bailey Peacock, Farrell in goal. The best PF since Edith. <laughs> That's a beautifully pf piece of, uh, of commentary. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 
but should we get into this? I've got you know this is this is uh, there's not a huge amount that happens other than goals here. This is just going to be goals, goals, goals. Case. Um, the third minute, I thought we had nearly crossed from Hunt. That was kind of close. Yeah, um, yeah. But then um, I um, so I, I think I was naturally a little bit behind the action today. I'm not sure how it kind of happened. I did tune in at the right time and press play, but uh, there seemed to be a little bit of a buffer behind me. Um, okay. And obviously, I know like feedback will be slightly off from you know things of flash score and people actually at the game. So mm-hmm. Luke's haste to see the other scores and add Burton to my favorite games in flash score. Uh, the reason why I added Burton people, folks, is because Burton was picked my brother in the, we've got a family prediction game that goes on, so that was his call. For okay. Um, I managed to see that there's a big chance for Wednesday. And as my feed is slightly behind the actual action, I put my phone down to watch Peacock Farrell hit it long, Gregory win a block tackle out to the right, stroke the cross in, and it's converted home by the Cambridge defender Jones, 1-0. Oh, this was... There was a real needless bit of defending. I think the keeper would have nicely <laughs> gathered it the same way he did Hunt's cross, given half a chance. But yeah, uh, J- Jones had to get involved. He had to do something. And uh, what he did was really beautifully tuck it away, uh, getting finish. himself between the yeah, getting himself between the keeper and the front post and uh, slotting it home uh, mm. effortlessly. It was really good stuff. This was the start of so Gregory. I think very early on could tell that today was going to be a good day. I think you could just, he had the puffed out chest of a man that knew that the business was going to be booming today and um, and uh, immediately played with that confidence. It's definitely huge to see. Uh, I, I think any ideas of going 10 games, et cetera, without losing or winning all of them, et cetera, uh, things like that are, are, are very hard to come by for every single team but what I do like about this team is we seem to get responses when we do lose a game we do seem to bounce back pretty well which is a a good trait to have Mm. Um, and this really felt like I think there was some pride hurt losing that last game and I think you could I think there was a a few telling performances around the pitch this was a real big big response Mm. Um, uh, and also I thought the week made such a big difference to Byers, Luongo uh, Bannon, there was just so much more energy in that midfield, and Gregory as well. I thought Gregory when he Gregory when he came on last week looked leggy and just didn't look at it. Didn't look didn't look fit to me. He looked fit today. <laughs> he looked every bit. Mm-hmm. He was moving very very freely, uh, showing a bit of a turn of pace and just bullying their back line. It, they just could. They just had nothing for him really. And this was this was the start of that telling. Um, because he was before he played his cross, he's sort of gesticulating, telling people where he wanted them to be for the ball that he was about to play as well, which is very, uh, very nice level of confidence to have such as so early doors. Yeah, um, and then I, I guess the next piece is talk about is the a, is a second goal. <laughs> oh. So ninth minute or tenth minute, depending on, on what you want to look at. I think it was flash goal seven ten. I had nine in my uh, my record, but anyway, Bannon. Bannon picked it up following it was a pretty poor um ball lost by Brophy on yes. on the left. But I must say, despite the poorness of that, Bannon deciding to run wide of one of their players to win the ball yeah. just showed incredible determination from that. That was fantastic from that point. And then what happens next, folks, 
is even better, let's be honest. Uh, You know, he took a few touches and just without any reason to in the world, just unleashes uh, an absolute smashing, slightly curling shot, I would say, from 25 yards into the net. Just effortless as you like. And it's just, again, Bannon has a rare ability to, to pull this out. Just like a hit which is just deceptive of how yes. how quickly it is flying through the air. Um, Mitoff just absolutely stood no chance. Wonderful. <laughs> yes, yeah. 2 now. Yeah. He was sort of... Do- I don't know whether he thought it was going wide. He sort of dived and didn't dive <laughs> at, the same, at the same time. Maybe it just completely caught him cold because Bannon did just... Uh, just so satisfying as a goal. Like, yeah, as you say, running round... It was like they were put, they were playing like stuck in the mud or something like that, or they were statuesque, just stood still. And Bannon runs round the outside of him, gets the ball, and then there's a gap. You sort of want players to look up and shoot in those situations, and he absolutely got a hold of it. And one of the best, it's, it's simply one of the best goals I think I've seen live. It was brilliant. So well executed. Uh, really, really tremendous stuff. He's having a hell of a season. T- certainly in goal, in terms of goals, he must this this must be his best season ever, right? Well, I imagine so because now he's on he's on eight goals basically. He's never been a big goal getter anywhere previously. Yeah, no, this is his best. I mean, his best for Wednesday is four goals in a season of forty one games. So he's already doubled that. Um, interesting that season, that was the eighteen nineteen season for Wednesday. He had 11 assists. Um, now he's on nine assists. Wow. So, yeah, he's, uh, he's doing it, folks. He's doing all the things. He's pulling the, pulling the levers. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, so the next, there is, there's a, there's a lot of goals. It's a, there's, there's more than, <laughs> if you like goals, this is a game for you to watch. This is there's a game lots for you of them. To watch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but there was a little period. So this this is the li- we we've had the Burton Albion game in very recent memory where mm-hmm. we two nil two nil up very quickly and then had a wobble. We we recovered tremendously well from that wobble, but we had that wobble first. So there was, I think it's, I think it's unfair to to Wednesday to even suggest there was even a glimmer of this because. Cambridge were very convincingly not in this, not in this football match at all. Yeah, yeah. But there was a little moment in time where um, my sister and I were watching, and, and we did comment that maybe it was going to be one of those games where their goalkeeper ends up being man of the match, despite the fact that we've got a couple of goals because he did he did pull out a few saves at that point. Yeah, Mitov, Mitov was did have some some fair decency and some and probably some moments where like um, on the commentary, like John Pearson said of one occasion, which I've probably got a note of, and I'll probably see if I can remember where it was from when we're going through this flurry of chances that we had in this opening twenty. But basically saying like, mm. I'm not sure if he was fortunate or just very good there. Really, there, yes. there was there's one or two moments like that, but there's also like there's also some moments where I think he was. Fairly good for a keeper that shipped six goals in today. <laughs> yes, yeah. Let's yeah. be honest; he wasn't the wasn't the most uh, most playing we put him his way from from a from a U player today. Because <laughs> um, yeah, I'm thinking in particular that 
there's a Gregory chance that went very close. Yep, that's um, that's the one which uh, which person mentioned. Yeah, yeah. But I think that is, um, that is first half, isn't it? It is first half because it was. It is first half. It was aiming towards the cop, so it's something that you saw. So I'd be interested to get your perspective when we get there. Um, yeah, let's let's let's. Be, um, I've got a whole chunk before. Please, and I don't know if I even got all of it. I'm going to be honest. Eleventh um, <laughs> minute. Almost a dream seeing Luongo smash one in, but it's blocked. And then Johnson won a corner. Yes. Uh, the corner was some nice, decent interplay. Ended with a deflected shot from Gibson. And I just yep. said, at that point, everyone wants to go today. And this is 11 <laughs> yes. minutes in yeah. that I'm making that observation. You like, could, you everybody, real... Everybody's lining up to take a, take a pop at the... <laughs> really, it's like, the, It was the, pretty uh, much shooting practice for Wednesday today. The, the air was heavy with goals today. You could just feel it. <laughs> <laughs> Turn on the AC. There's too many goals in the air today. Thirteenth <laughs> <laughs> uh, minute, Berahino has a shot wide, follows some delicious wing interplay. Uh, the corner nearly worked. Um, that's what I've kind of put from there. I yes. remember it being kind of close. I can't remember exactly what happened, but I was like, hmm. I'm trying to remember that particular corner. Hmm. Struggling, anyway, struggling to call it to mind. I, I would say no worries, set pieces got plenty quite more, good today. No worries, but we Rich. didn't We've got score plenty more chances to talk about. Go for it, please. There's so much to talk about. Fourteenth uh, minute, Johnson waltzed <laughs> into the box, played to Luongo, mm. who did like a swivel round, like a little Aussie jig, and teed it off to <laughs> Byers, who just couldn't keep it down. Unfortunately, no, it was a bit behind Byers, wasn't it? And it was on his left foot, but he, it was an, another lovely bit of play. Hmm. 16th minute, um, nothing I can really note in terms of a chance, but I said there's some some excellent passing around the box. Like we just yeah. we just I mean camped up in their half and just played all played all the football. You know. Mm. Ali Brosh from Hyperbole and a Half would say all the things as being an adult. Um we just played <laughs> all the football. That was us. All the football. All the football. And I said at that point, this is all that, that champagne end of season feel to proceedings. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, there's a calm swaggery around the Sheffield Wednesday side, toying with Cambridge like they're a mouse and we were a classy and commanding cat. <laughs> We'd set up camp in their half to the extent that I swear at one point I saw Luongo rocking out a s'more. <laughs> Hodge was working on one of his best ghost stories. It was really, it was kind of fun. <laughs> Oh, 20th minute. I mean, Hunt collected it wonderfully from a long ball. We got so much oh, yeah. joy from long balls in general, but also just just playing down those wings. It just completely fell into, you know, what we wanted to do. And I mean, the hilarious thing was, I mean, what a, what a weird game that I don't think... Uh, I'm just going to go back and, like, look at the stats from this on flash score. We... No. We, I mean, technically, we didn't, we didn't get an assist from Marvin Johnson today. No. No. Or even we didn't really see him from Jack. Oh no, we did get we did get an assist from Jack Hunt. Forgive me, but um, but he was. They were both doing tremendous work. Because mm. uh, it's all about it's all about keeping them pegged back, isn't it? And keeping the threat going. And the threat was all across the board. I think this is really one of those games where 
you maybe start to see I know you can I know a great team maybe could potentially make four four two or or make four at the back work, but I think I think this is one of those matches where you sort of see you see why three the three the sort of three versus or slash five at the back has become the preference for so many teams because it does give you it gives you such a strong base to build from and it gives you so much down the flanks. Because mm. um, yeah, they just were. It felt like number eleven was constantly just their left back was just constantly chasing his tail, trying to trying to stop Hunt, and most of the time he was failing. It was over, balls over the top of his head. We just had so much more width to our play. They couldn't establish a kind of low block in in the box, and they couldn't they couldn't match our width because they didn't have the personnel, and it just. Yeah. Whatever they tried just didn't work, and uh-huh. and they tried several different looks at things. So yeah, so Hunt on the 20th minute mark, he collected wonderfully from a long ball, took it down fantastically, strokes into the box, very hard and, f- uh, hard and firm. Gregory runs onto it, and he just hit it very very hard first time and wide. Yeah, that, that was that was ch- that was very close. And Have then you I- got a note about the chance where it like went through about three players. I think that was a hunt cross as well. Like it was Berahino almost got a touch. Gregory almost got a touch and then it went through to Johnson at the back post and he just about missed it as well. Don't think I did, no. <clears throat> no, but it just it's exemplary of the fact there was just so many. You have to almost pick and choose which ones to note because there were so many mm. chances. We had a very rare kind of Cambridge chance, which was kind of worrying for the fact that it felt like this felt like something that we just was so commanding and so domineering at the game. Yeah. And that somehow there's somehow still a bit of mild, meek weakness at the back. And, um, yeah. Cause it, it kind of led off and we let, uh, I said, you know, we've let the mouse of Cambridge run around a bit at this point. Uh, 21st minute was a very strange deflection following a Cambridge one, two took it behind. Um, yeah. well, so it was then a bit concerning. I don't know if you noticed, but uh story went off. Because he received an elbow to the face, so I think right. he must have had a bit of blood on his face. I, I think he was uh, very minimal because the cameraman focused on. I couldn't see from that level, um, from that far, kind of zoomed out. Even because he on went him. straight off the pitch, didn't he? He didn't yeah. get treatment pitch side. He went straight off down the tunnel. Uh, we'd assumed. I have to be honest that he'd soiled himself or something along those lines. <laughs> <laughs> Are you suggesting that Jordan's story felt that he had it too good and, and shot himself? Um, maybe maybe he got too excited, you know. Too excited. Well, no, you know, sometimes players will play when they're not, you know, you take a, a I'm trying to think what they're called. <laughs> you know, you might, you take a, take a, a stuffer up, a, I don't know what it's, I can't remember what the, the tablet's called now. <laughs> Dunkler Max or something like that. Anyway. <laughs> You might play with a bit of a dicky tummy and hope that you can you can get through it, and maybe he'd right. maybe he'd overstretched. I, I wondered I wondered <laughs> if it was a bit like he was just at a kid's party and he just gets this is what he does when he gets excited, and you know, and then they just had to they had to take him home like fifteen minutes in because just just was too excited. Have you ever heard the? Um, I I must apologise. This is like. <clears throat> Um, we do a lot of references here on different gravy, and, and sometimes I try and make sure I'll, I'll make sure I have a nice um, highbrow reference for you here. But I'm going to be oh, base, base and terrible and tell you that when I get up in the morning, I often look at Facebook, and then often 
Why am I? And then I'm often finding watching myself watching clips from the Graham Norton show and also <laughs> the Jonathan Ross show as well. Okay, I, yeah. I didn't know the Jonathan Ross show was a thing, but whatever. And um, oh, the Jonathan Ross show predates the Graham Norton show. Please, really? Wow. Please. What a what a talk show titan the Jonathan Jonathan Ross is. Anyway, so have you ever heard the Sarah Silverman story about how much how much she has to thank uh, Elvis Presley? No. She goes to uh, she goes to a, a friend's slumber party when she's like seven, okay. and then basically she has a problem with wetting herself, and then she basically completely pees pees in uh, <laughs> pees herself. Okay. And then, like you know, the the girl's mother comes in and loses it because so she's like, "Who did this?" And then just as just as the moment where she is going to get owned up for for pissing herself, um, her friend her friend's dad comes in to proclaim that Elvis Presley has died, and that just completely oh. takes takes the energy out of the situation completely. Excellent. It's so anyway. yeah. It's her, isn't her? Or, or her autobiography is references the bedwetting, doesn't it? Probably, yeah. I, think I believe. Yeah. Anyway, set yeah. A, oh, set, well. set a long career of uh, scat, pee, and poopy jokes. Do, do, yes, do, yes. Duty gags that she is famed for. Anyway, um, so John's story, he didn't manage to brick himself. It was a little bit of blood on his face. There we go. And okay. He, he came back on, but it was worrying for the second because of the corner. We, we didn't deal with the corner very well, but like I think it just spoke volumes about how poor Cambridge, Cambridge United were today. That like we didn't deal with the corner very well, but it was so tame. It was, it was like so tame, yeah, absolutely. A long kind of looping tame knockback from a header, and then it was like touched on, and then Peacock Farrell picked it up, and that was like that was the two chances that Cambridge United yeah. had in this first half, and the rest yeah. of it, you know, the um, you know we've we've had the uh, the intercession, so to speak. We're we're back on the Sheffield Wednesday show at this hour. Back, yes, yeah. Um, uh, by the way, I, I did have long enough with the thought of Jordan Story having um, soiled himself that uh, we did we did have a small chant for him. So it was um, good enough to to play for France. Story, story, <laughs> even though he's pooed his pants. So it's a shame. I mean, it's not it's not going to catch on that that chant. I don't think now. So. Because uh, apparently he was elbowed in the face, like a normal, boring thing to happen. He didn't just uh, mess his drawers. So there we go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we had the intermission of a, a brief moment of uh, of Cambridge United chancing, chancing their arm, and uh, then it was back to back to business as usual. Yeah, twenty five minute, twenty five minutes in, Luongo and jo- Johnson combined really well. Johnson had a cross that was palmed away. And that was just mm. a little heartbreakingly close from just uh, yes. you know bothering that goal again. At this point, I'm just like, we're just overrunning them. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then, so we had a lot of almost goals. We had on the 28th minute what I would say almost the goal of the season, the almost mm. goal of the season. In fact, it is. It, I'm going to call it it's the almost goal of the season. The almost goal. Of the Bannon season. did a sumptuous lifted ball up, and it was nodded back so casually by Gregory. And then yes. Berahino on the step just cracked a really low half volley and it pinged off the post and the keeper yes. gathered. Gregory nearly got there as well. 
He it did, was... although he would have been offside, I think, if he'd got a touch. But right. Um, oh yeah, great effort from Barry. You know, didn't no second thoughts about it. Just got his body over it and gave it a gave it a whack. Just it was just perfect. It was just it was it was, it was Cardiff esque from last season in terms of like yeah, a goal. Yeah. It's that kind of sweeping one touch, one touch half volley movement. It yeah. was it was like a League One version of the Patterson goal. Patterson half volley. Yes. Mm. Yeah, it was it was beautiful. It was really lovely. Um again, yeah, Gregory demonstrating his his strength and uh his ability to just overpower mm. this um the, the his his opponents today and then uh, yeah it just I love the desire as well Barahino because he had to shout to get I, I can't remember which player was closest to it. I don't know whether it was Byers or Luongo. Somebody else was closer to the ball and he made sure that he was the one that got on to it. And it would have been, it should have been rewarded with the goal. It was such a good strike. But uh, it, it, it was a portent of good things to come for Mr. Berahino. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a great word of portent. Um, <laughs> we had like the weakest moment of that, half, of, of that half defensively. And then I think we had the weakest offensive moment. 32nd minute, Bannon did a short corner, and I can only describe that Hutchinson trying to ollie the ball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining him going, uh, sorry, sorry, Bez, thought I was playing Tony Hawks. <laughs> so he's trying, to, he's, trying, he's trying to do a radial on the ball. <laughs> I'm trying to get some more goals here, Sam. <laughs> Trying to do a radial, a Christ air on the ball. <laughs> I do want to like get get footage of that and put like uh, what was it <laughs> Superman from the Tony Hawk soundtrack over the top of it? That'd be fun. Get some get some less than Jake over that highlight reel. I'm a bit worried a crazy lady's going to speak to me. Oh yeah, there's somebody wandering around the car park talking to themselves. Pretty <laughs> sorry. This is really, uh, you know, more more fun stories from car parks with Rich. I think she's walking away now. I just think, I, you know, when you just catch eyes with somebody, you're like, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, no. she's wandering. She's wandering around this empty car park just yelling, basically. Oh, fun. Anyway. Fun. Anyway, sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I was just really frightened. <laughs> I, locked, I locked my car because I was worried for a moment there. Oh dear. Um, where was, were we? You were scared in the there car park, and it wasn't the uh, Tony Hawk loving Ute of Sam Hutchinson. No. He wasn't oh, tell, telling you about how much he loves uh, pop punk. I'd love him to be doing an FS 50 50 whilst uh, <laughs> Superman plays. <laughs> what happened to Scar? Hey, what, what happened, happened to Scar? Well, don't worry, because Sam Hutchinson's bringing it back. <laughs> Sam Hutchinson's Scar Nights at Hillsborough. Don't call me Sammy anymore. Call me Rude Boy. That's what I prefer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but the specials were on the pitch, weren't they, Rich? Oh, weren't they just? 34th minute. I think that was the yes. moment that I don't know exactly what happened. Johnson was alive down the left. He stroked it in. And I, I'm going to have to ha- pass this to you, Rich. This was a real... Did Gregory get there first or was it the keeper? I thought Gregory got there, but the keeper did a really good job of sort of spreading himself. Uh, he was almost doing the splits. 
Um, he he got down. He made himself big with his arms, and he got his legs splayed and got him got himself low at the same time. So he he, he just um, he managed to cover the cover the options pretty fantastically well. Um, so yeah, Gregory got the got a touch, but the keeper managed to save it. I think with kind of whatever you call that bit where the left bum cheek meets the meets the meat of the of the thigh. Uh, that's 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 what he managed to stop the ball with, with some with some real skill. <laughs> was that before or after Berahino had his shot at the near post? Can you remember? Uh, da, 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 da. I'm not. Sh- I think it was before then, because that was something okay. I wanted to make a note of, and there was just so okay, many okay, chances that's, that's, that yeah. I missed it. But I did note that he had a block shot. But then finally, well, the, that, the look for Cambridge. Right you know, runs out. Well, that shot that Berahino had previously was a bit of a dry run for this goal Mm. because he, it is a very effortless turn that he does. He, the way he manages to get back with, he gets from his playing with his back to goal to getting a shot away with a beautiful fluidity of movement. And I, I did say (laughs) at the match, I was like, you know, there's a lot about his game. When you hear about the 15 million pound man from every commentator for the opposition and things like that, and Sky commentary and whatever else, there's a lot about his game that is nothing like that. But that turn Uh. is pretty bloody top draw. And uh, yeah, the next time he did that turn, we, uh, that's, as as you say, that's when Oxford, uh, not Oxford, I was going to call them Oxfam as well, weirdly. That's when Oxfam's... <laughs> that's when things took a bit of a turn for old Oxfam. Well, they were charitable, Rich, but they were giving away goals. Hey. And, uh, yeah, some lovely work in the middle, and that was... You know, he said, yeah, he had a block shot earlier, that was good, but Barry, you know, bags. Lovely build-up play from Baz and Gregory. It was doing, yeah, a brilliant little one-two. You know, and this like this really has like the feel of um, you know we've mentioned shooting practice, we've mentioned a mm. cat playing with a mouse. It it feels very much like watching the Harlem Globetrotters just absolutely school um, school some of a team, right? There's a lot of yes, there's a lot of yeah. almost basketball like showboatery going on. And what I loved is the um, the one two is fantastic, but I just love the casual way that Gregory kind of stood the ball up. Just kind of just knocked it on, also casually, yeah. For for Bannon to kind of run onto, and then you know he plays it to Berahino, and like you said, that is a wonderful swivel and turn. There's just no fat in the movement, is there? It's so economical. In, <laughs> um, it's really and and Bannon make continued his run, which really helped. I think that's probably the difference between so the previous time Ber- so the swivel we're talking about Berahino's back to goal kind of motions i think for the i think he sells the defender a bit of a dummy that he's going to get on try and get it onto his right foot but actually what he does is go back and get the shot away with his left foot and the the one he'd done previously the keeper managed to make the save at the near post but i think because bannon made the covering run this time yeah yeah the keeper couldn't mark his near post because he's not he, he might be facing a cross next so 
that meant that Berahino had enough room at the near post to, to squeeze the ball in. I think the keeper had got a touch, but I think it possibly had already crossed the line before the keeper really got a hand to it. Uh, he well, he, he got a palm, but then he palmed it onto the post or like into palmed the it onto net. the post, right? So it's yeah. just like yeah, it was. Uh, you know, Mitoff did do fairly well, but that felt a bit uh, generous. But I, I can really see the whole thing that he's been he's been he's been properly bamboozled by old BB yeah. down there. Bam Bam Bannon. Bam Bam Bannon and his the other bee, Berahino. <laughs> and Berahino, yeah. <laughs> All the bees. Killer bees, baby. A lovely goal. No, mm. <laughs> um, a lovely goal. Absolutely no, you know, no, uh, no less than we deserved really at the, by that point. I think uh, three, three goals was a fair reflection on our, our absolute dominance. And uh, mm. we, we didn't stop there. We didn't stop there. I'd like to just make a little reference that there's been, there's been a lot of fun as, as you can imagine from, you know, putting six past uh, Cambridge from today. Mm. But there's been some lovely pitches, including uh, one we'll get onto in the dressing room with uh, the obligatory signing of the ball, match day ball given Aww. to, given to uh, Saido Berahino. Um, but um, the one thing I want to mention from that, and it's like I'm really glad you brought up the whole thing about Bannon because I'm watching the goal back on a loop now, thanks to, yeah. uh, thanks to Vancouver Isles uh, for putting that on Twitter. Good old... Because I follow well. wouldn't let me replay all the the goals at the end. Stupid I follow. Stupid I follow. What am I? What am I giving you lots of money for? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, because Bannon runs on. That's actually there's a photo which I think is from Steve Ellis behind the net where the ball's already in the net. The Mitov is on the ground or getting up in the term of like going to pick the ball out of the net, and Bannon's running off and he's got his tongue sticking out. So that was nice. one of the fun pictures you get to see from today. Excellent. It's it's one for you know. Sometimes I'm not particularly. I think we're not particularly asked about the the photo gallery some aspects, but this will be a good one to uh, yeah. I'm sure there's yeah. Oh, there's a bunch of great pictures from there. But yeah, as soon as we got that, then uh, Berahino's on too. So <laughs> <laughs> at this point, folks. Uh, Berahino's only gone and got 40% of his um, goals. <laughs> goals for the season, or league goals for the season. We should. <laughs> now, I've got to say, Luke, mm. I'm trying to remember, and this is the one goal I have very little memory of. <laughs> right. Okay. Because I, I went back and watched this a number of times because I had to see who was involved. Because I yes. guess, I think this must have been involved after a corner. I think, from my memory, serves me correctly. Okay, okay. Because you have got Byers there, which is, you know, it doesn't really say much. He's yeah. uh, gutting it on, he's got it on the left, he's bringing it close to the byline. He fires it across, and then there is a lovely touch on from Jordan Story. Right. And then it's Lewis Gibson, who's actually there in the middle. That's the one, that's the one. Yes, yep. okay, yeah, I remember it now. Yep, yep, yep. So, you know, he uh, he swivels, gets a foot. It's then parried up in the air by Mitov. And uh, who's there but uh, Berahino to Berahino. Uh, to slam it into the net from the parry. Psycho Berahino. Lovely. <laughs> Psycho Berahino. <laughs> Doing what he does best. Doing what this, he does yeah, best. very good. This is kind of classic poacher goal territory, isn't it? That's exactly mm. what... Well, you want him to do to do be uh, be Sido on the spot, and um, I lo also loved how 
Well, yeah, we we made things stick, so that was really nice. That it wasn't just a, a set piece into the box, and then they cleared it, and then the game settles. We managed to make them. We we dragged them over the coals in those moments. We got two, three balls in. We penned them in, and and that that was uh, the, yeah. But the fact it was Byers putting the ball in, I think possibly I think that might have been the third delivery in the in the sequence of play into the box. So we're just asking so many questions of them, but I loved how annoyed Gibson was that he didn't score. <laughs> Absolutely loved it. Because oh. <laughs> I want Wasn't... I want him to be like I want him to be pleased for the team. I want him to be pleased with Barahino. But I also really want him to be a bit mad he didn't take his own chance. Mm. I like that. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a team game, but it's played by individuals, and uh, it is a team game. It's played by individuals, Rich. And you are you are correct, sir. He there was a there was also there was a I think there was a clip might have been after the one of the goals at Donny. Like he he he's loving it here. I mean, he might uh, just be young and he might just be young and enthusiastic about everything. He may just be. It may just be that Louis Gibbo is is just a an enormous blonde puppy dog of a man that happens, but he, he's right up for all the goals and the celebrating. And I, I, th- I wonder if that's part of the thing, there's these rumors that, that maybe he's, there's some sort of tacit agreement that he will be a Wednesday player next season. I know we can't officially have those discussions, um, but that that's the sort of thing that makes you think there might be something to that because he is so, He's feeling every moment of these 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 things, um, and yeah, well done, Berahino for taking the goal. But I do I did like I did like that Gibson was almost like you know more annoyed that he hadn't scored himself than he was enjoying the fact that we'd got another. Hmm. Was there was there any more chances before half time? No, that's that's it, Rich. That was it. Uh, commanding and pioneering the perfect half of football, or the perfect half oh, of tremendous. football? Question mark maybe. I'm, I'm asking. Um, what's that? Sorry, I'm asking, Rich. Would you think this is the perfect half of football? Surely, at least It'd possibly. Be churlish to want anything more. <laughs> I, I don't think we've seen. We see some. I think we've seen some great first halves in uh, the previous seasons of Sheffield Wednesday football that we've covered on this podcast. But mm. this is this is probably up there. This is um, interestingly enough. This is probably first half. Uh, away at Forest. This is uh, first half away at Luton. This is up there, or possibly better, I would say, because it's four goals. But it's four goals. And the weird thing is, it's like we've we've been in we've been in second gear the entire time. Yeah, yeah. We it's it was we weren't stretching ourselves to get to those four goals. Definitely, it's mm. uh, no. I, it must surely be. It's the best first half of football I can remember from Wednesday even beyond if you can imagine there was a time before this podcast I, I, I it's hard to, to picture um, very much like the Premier League it was the beginning of history when when, uh, <laughs> when different greatness kicked off um, mm. but uh, yeah we I can't remember anything like mm. anything on a par with that really as a, as a half of football what do you what do you call such an act Rich? What do I call such an act? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't even hazard a... Well, the, the joke is it's the aristocrats. But, uh, was... Ah, I see. <laughs> ah. 
Sorry, missed an open goal there. I mean, I would say On, a risk. Which because, is something Wednesday didn't do at all. Because we've toyed around with uh, the, the mouse like a cat, so maybe they risked the mm. cats, maybe. But then that's already an existing Disney franchise, unfortunately. I have to be honest, Luke, for a moment there, I, I was... Uh, I was again slightly distracted. This, this, um, I don't know what is going on, but this lady is just sort of circling this car park and seems to be getting increasingly close to the car. Wow. Okay. I, there might be. This might be the first like podcasted death. Um, so I'm going to be honest. I, I did wonder about whether I would like wondered if some utes would turn up and one would shoot the shoot your car. And I'd be like, "Wow, that'd be that'd be really dramatic if Rich escapes death, and then we do the second half from his hospital bed <laughs> with the with a beep, uh, uh, the beep of the monitors in the background. <laughs> we might get two or three more listeners if that happens. <laughs> Think of the publicity. Yeah. Oh, mm. um, so they made a couple of subs at halftime. Mm. I'm glad you mentioned this because I didn't notice this because I went to make a bagel. Oh, <laughs> uh, very good. Um, yeah, they, so they, 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 uh, the, the aforementioned Wesley Houlihan uh, left the pitch and and was replaced by his nibs. <sighs> well, he's called H Nibs, Harvey Nibs, and uh, and then O'Neill <laughs> came on. Bruising midfielder Liam O'Neill came on as well to uh, to steady the ship. Um, and, you know, for all of about a minute, it looked like maybe they were going to try something new. <laughs> but uh, it quite quickly fell apart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at this point, 40th minute, are we stopping this party? No, we are not. <laughs> Despite the fact that numerous of the Cambridge children have pooed themselves, um, <laughs> we're still carrying on with this party, folks. We're still bringing out the clown show. Um Bannon again does magic to find Berahino, and oh. I love just how he controlled it down. He had a man on great him. It touch. was just a great touch and so cultured and just just so, just a great, I, don't, I feel like saying this maybe feels maybe harsh, but like, it's just so, it's such great footballing brain in the moment. Yes. You know? yeah. It's just a very cultured thing to see to calm down that situation. Cause I mean, I think everybody wanted him to get his hat trick at that point being on two yes, goals. Yeah. And I'm sure he did as well. Yeah. You could see just like a calm, a calmness in his play that he kind of looked around and then, you know, managed to just stroke it in brilliantly for buyers and buyers still had a bit to do at that point and met it really well. And he did. It was a really lovely, Side foot finish, wasn't it, from Byers? Mm. Yeah, that touch from Berahino is gorgeous. Um, as you say, I'm sure you know everybody in the ground, in, and including him, are, are thinking about his hat trick. But he's not thinking about the hat trick. He's thinking about what's best uh, in terms of the options. And yeah, he picked out that pass really, really well. Um, I love the finish from Byers. Yeah, it's first time, and it's like the instep of his left boot. He's running onto it. It's almost like running behind him. You know, especially mm. he has he has a man with him, so he's timed his run well, and you know he's he's hassled, but he just sweeps it into the corner, pretty much. He he'd gelled his hair, and he was going to party like he didn't care. <laughs> that's George George Byers for you. That's that's a 
That's one of my favourite reject chants that you've made. Rich. <laughs> the the slick the slicked back party animal, George Georgie Bayers. Mm. Um, it, it, um, yeah, tremendous, and and it's also what you want as a fan. You want the team to. I, we all know it's sensible. You're four, you know, you're four nil up. It would be absolutely a sensible and fine thing to do for the team to just kind of like control and dial it in second half. But yeah. in your heart of hearts, you want to keep going. You want to keep you want to keep scoring goals. You want to keep yeah. punishing this team that is clearly pretty uh, lacking in. I think I think the level confidence. of perfection that we're getting from a game of football from the Sheffield Wednesday side is the mm. fact that typically you can see those situations to say. This is purely is one of those moments. I think we see it often with Wednesday, where it's like we score a goal, we score two goals, we get excited. Yeah, we can see the players getting excited. I should say. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. we're a lot. You know, we we've had this conversation. I think Rich, you really brought it up really well. It wasn't a game we covered, thankfully, yes. from the history. But we talked about the loss at home to the Pigs. Yeah, um, the four-two loss. And yes. the equalizer, and then the Wednesday fans getting excited. And you've made the point, you know, we're allowed to get excited. The we're players allowed. can't, you know. Yeah. But there's sometimes that thing you just feel there's like an uncontrolled giddiness that yeah. the players like trying to snatch those chances. And this this is just the complete opposite of that. And from that, we just see again, it's this calm, controlled destruction. Really. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and I, I wonder if part of it is the nature of the crowd at Hillsborough. I think it's been commented on from both sides, really, that we're we're kind of a crowd that needs to be. We don't generally inspire the team. We need to see a bit of <laughs> stuff for success from the team for us to then. Like we'll go that ne- we'll go that next bit, that next mile with them, but we're kind of waiting to be woken up and entertained uh, as a, as a crowd at Hillsborough more often than not. We're not, <laughs> we're not coming with, it's not an overwhelming atmosphere from minute one, but I think in those big moments where we do get the goals or we do grab the goal, get, grab back, uh, it's, it's, you know, in that, in, in the case of that, uh, Sheffield United game, that you know, grabbing back the the their lead, pulling them back into to being on on level terms. I think we then the Hillsborough can be overwhelming. But yeah, it's we can't have the players. The can players can feed off that. They can enjoy that. But they also they can't can't go along with the wave of giddiness because that's where you get caught out. That's when silly things happen. Mm. I, I'd also so a couple of notes here. Um, piffy nature. We've got to the point, Rich, where iFollow doesn't have enough room on the bottom Chiron to keep it. Nice. So when we scored five, it only listed four. And spoiler, when we scored six, it only listed five. <laughs> so we're breaking we're breaking this it's limited. It's a great service. We're breaking this limited service, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> if you're doing it. Another thing I want to highlight as well, I don't know if you saw this. Great thing to watch from the highlight is always watching. You can just watch the goals over and over again as I'm doing. Mm. And uh, <laughs> when you watch Berahino after Bayer scores, he just plant-footed, stands there, and puts his arms in the air, much like he's, yeah. a, much like he's a quarterback who's made the winning, <laughs> the winning pass. <laughs> nice. Just that moment yeah. of, like, I did this, you know. Yeah. 
like so. <laughs> just, just very good. Nice casual celebration from there, and so we we get we're getting onto the sixth goal, but then. Rich, we, we could have had the six, like, in between goal yeah. five and goal six. Yeah. 51st minute Hunt won, won a corner, and he did it by trickling off the legs of the poor Cambridgeman. Yes. Um, and then I said, oh, my word, how did that not, not go in? Luongo's goal, <laughs> Hex continues. A wonderful, yeah. a wonderful short corner routine, and I put in brackets, did I really just say that? Folks, <laughs> yes, I did. That's just... That's just how much the champagne football is. This is the vintage year that we can do short corner routines at work. That look, that look devastating. So, what was it? Bannon did a short ball to Luongo, I think. I think so. Yeah. And then he fed it back. I'm not sure who had a crack from there. Uh, was it Byers? It was Byers. I think they fed it back to. Right, and Byers has a shot which is deflected. Then it loops yes. up in the air. Luongo's in the perfect place. Comes yeah. onto it, meets it, dipping down in the air. Oh, it yeah. looks so delicious. And uh, to use again, we're using a lot of American sports references today, folks. Apologies, um, <laughs> but I'm going to say Luongo absolutely hit the cover off of that one. <laughs> As he he whacked it onto the stanchion <laughs> with some yeah. some velocity. It- it would have been nice if he'd managed to get off the mark, really, today. Yeah. It, was, it felt like the sort of game where it could happen. And he has been a goal threat previously. It would be nice to kind of add him mm. into the mix. Yeah, we've Someone talk- was remarking in the mm. week we don't have any... There's not one Wednesday player in the top, like, 20 goal scorers or something like that in the league. Mm. Maybe not Maybe not 20. Maybe 20 is too many. But Gregory, I think, is still the top goal scorer, isn't he, with, with nine? Yep. Well, actually, no, it's it's shared with Bannon and Gregory now, both Bannon. on eight. Okay. Oh, both on so, eight. So, it's, yeah, we don't have any, individ- mm. any real individual goal scorer that's absolutely bet your house on it reliable. But we do, we do have lots of players that are fairly good at getting goals we've got lots of players on a handful of goals each and it'd be nice to it'd just be nice to add Luan going to that mix really I think mm. hilariously like Cambridge actually have two players above us in the top 20 wow they've got Ironside is that, is, and Sam, I was say and Sam Smith as well okay the, uh, the vocalist Sam Smith <laughs> who, uh, who interestingly because he, he uh, uh, Sam Smith's a they isn't he now Mm, they yes or they aren't they yeah they they are the, they are though aren't is they? that the first is that the first day to uh to be part of the goal scoring charts in league one possibly <laughs> i think so um, i think so <laughs> i do you know i thought for i mean there wasn't much there wasn't much to shout about from cambridge point of view but i did think ironside looked like another one of these awkward buggers they didn't manage to get forward very often but he mm. he did win quite a lot of headers against story they didn't build anything from it but he he, he did look a handful to mm. be fair former former piglet he he also arrived at the game with his head bandaged and his hand bandaged so i don't know whether he'd already <laughs> been in a fight <laughs> wow. but that was kind of the energy he played with yeah so then we uh, then we finally got to see number six. Yeah, the tri- Saido Berahino completed the trilogy. Yeah, and so he bagged. <laughs> he manages to get up to fifty percent of his league goals in one game. Wow, what a finish! The Chiron still can't keep up, and this is one which I'm going to have to watch 
this is one I didn't even have any kind of great notes from because it's just it felt so quick and so electric. But again, yeah. he's, he's getting the ball with a great control and he's turning it's on it again. Turn. It's that turn. Yeah. What a turn he's doing. Does he do a turn? Yes, he does do a turn. <laughs> yes, he does do a turn. Well, yes. Yes, he does. Um, well, having sold them twice the other turn, he does He does his original turn this time. It's. Um... <laughs> you mean uh, Sido pulls out his blue steel on this one? <laughs> blue steel yeah well he's he teased i'm gonna go right i'm gonna go right and then went left twice mm. this time I, i'm gonna go right i'm gonna go right i'm going right oh got yeah oh it was all it was a ruse all along and that's the prestige <laughs> <laughs> and the beautiful thing about this watching this goal back is there's so many players there's so many cambridge united players in their box <laughs> <laughs> we've got like we've got like six players in the box. We've got two. It's basically like uh, was it was Gregory still in the pitch at that point? He was. He was. So I think he's yes. the one who's just kind of just playing a slight kind of mild decoy role, just playing off and very. Yeah, what a finish! Again, what a it, finish! He turns. He turns both ways, folks. <laughs> what did you yeah, think I, in between that? So. Is like uh, just to move away from this just because it's the bit in the middle. Was it the bit in the middle between five and six that we weirdly na- nearly gave away a penalty? Do you um, remember that? Where we kind of, they started trying to kind of press us and I think we were playing it slow and there was a moment that was a bit worrying for Peacock Farrell. Oh, that was a very odd, <laughs> in a game where he kept a clean sheet, it was a very weird bit of Peacock Farrell business. Mm. Because the ball was sort of up in the air and he didn't go with his hands, did he? He No. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't know. That was really odd. I would like to see that back on the extended highlight reel. Just yeah. it was bananas, I'm gonna be honest. So it was very weird. I don't think the ref looked particularly moved in terms of it being a penalty, but I, I mm. wonder if looking back um they might have something to their uh, their claim there, because it was it was a really strange, strange moment. Because mm. he he sort of clashed on the so the ball was way up in the air, wasn't it? And he they he kind of clashed knees with the player, and you sort of thought like you know Bailey, you're the one that's allowed to catch the ball. You could have just not had that. <laughs> <laughs> you could have just not had that situation happen by catching the ball. You didn't need to let it land and try and win a kind of we an odd drop ball from the sky kind of thing. Yeah. Intriguing. Mm. Um, so was that? Yeah, that that might well have been between the the fifth and sixth. Yeah. The only thing I remember um, it, it, almost immediately, the reason I remember that that uh, Gregory was still yes. on the pitch was yeah the one kind of selfish moment from Berahino was him taking taking on a shot uh, shortly after his <sighs> his hat trick goal when he probably should have played in. Yeah, I said the only faux pas of his game, and he did do a bit of needless shirt pulling in the um, in in the in the first half. That happened. I remember that happening. We gave away a, What's a bit kick. of shirt pulling between friends. A bit of shirt pulling between friends. I thought he went for the cross, and he just completely overhit it because it wasn't a good shot. I don't know. It's one of those where it's like, was it a cross or a shot? And I'm like, well, it's bad at both. So how do you how do you kind of give yeah, it, how do yeah. you give it an identity? Sure. 
Um, but it ended up being pretty much the last thing Gregory did because he was then substituted. We made a couple <laughs> of changes. Went, yeah, he went off for Canberry. Hutch goes off Iorfa. And he did have a little moment with Berahino, sort of like, see, that that was my last chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Hutch was not happy to go off. Mm. Quite a lot of uh, moaning as he left the pitch. Quite a lot of moaning, talking to more, and then more. More was back to just concentrating on the game, and I could see that Hutchinson was jawing away still when he was on the bench, uh, <laughs> sat behind him. So not happy to be taken off in this uh, uh, this sort of dead rubber of a half an hour of football. Uh, to um, I mean, to to be fair, to give some kudos to Cambridge. I mean, for the remaining thirty six minutes of the game, they did keep a clean sheet. So, <laughs> well done, well done. <laughs> Up the bridge, as they probably say. <laughs> uh, some some day you're on. Some, well, some days you're on top of the bridge, and the other days you're bridge trolls, as I believe they say. <laughs> okay, certainly, certainly the gnarliest, warty, wartiest of trolls today. Um. Um, but soon after coming on, um, guess who? Guess who? Guess who ruined the goal party, Rich? Because uh, it was Florian. It was old Flo, and Flo came to visit. I think that's what they're, they're generally talking about. Florian Camberry when people say that, aren't they? Exactly. And that time of the month. That time of the month came, and the goals dried up. <laughs> <laughs> no party wetness here. <laughs> <laughs> not that not that time um yeah yeah he, uh, he, he had a he had a couple of half chances didn't he and uh mm. he's he's struggling a little bit at the moment is Canberry. Mm. that was disappointing i've got to say <laughs> i feel like yeah there's, there's a few mild disappointments and it's just coming out of this being like mild luke are you are you 100 are you happy luke i was like i don't know there's something else to moan about i don't know <laughs> I don't know, like uh, just him. What a! I mean, he did well to bring it down, and that was a sumptuous yeah. win to him. Um, but the the finish was very, very bad. It was. It was. Yeah, it was a good chance, and he didn't even go for precision over power. Really, I mean, I felt, <laughs> no. I felt he went for precision, but I mean, unless you're trying to play it exactly straight at the keeper, then yeah. He, he hit it precisely at the center of the keeper's body. Mm. Unless he's got, a, <laughs> unless he's got a shot on target bonus, then I don't know what he was doing. Oh yeah, mm. that's the that's the real one. Uh, from there, there's a couple of chances. Sixty uh, eighth minute, Cambridge only bagged as well. That was kind of strange. Do you remember that? No, no, I don't. Okay, in um, seventieth minute again. I think so. They had the free kick that kind of evaded everyone and it kind of floated through and Peacock Farrell got there to gather. That was on the 70th minute. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, very... Peacock Farrell made a good save, didn't he, at one point? Mm. Is that the one that we're talking about? No, no, not those. It was probably softer than those. I mean, that that, that other one, the one we'll get onto, that was a bigger chance. Okay. Uh, you were at the game, Rich. I, I felt from my coverage, and granted, I don't hear a lot of the audience... Uh, I don't know. I felt like I was a bit disappointed for the reaction that Berahino got got for going off for going off for. Uh, 
I thought it was pretty a uh, pretty hearty standing ovation. Oh, that's good. There's probably some stuff I didn't yeah. see. It seemed a bit quiet in terms of that. But okay. I, I no, know, obviously, so he's not been a player that's previously did us to the point we've developed a chant for him. So I don't know, was anybody chanting well, there's anything? A, there's a Berahino chant as well. It's uh, Yeah, it's all kicking off, Luke. It's all happening for Saido. Mm, okay. I, I was a bit surprised not to see any... Maybe this is my... Uh, maybe I just remember like a bygone age of... Of football, the way these sort of things happened, but I sort of had a feeling that when somebody scored a hat trick and went off, it was kind of the done thing that everybody, including the opposition fans, would probably clap that person off. Mm. Um, you know, like when a really good goal scored or when somebody's injured, you have those moments where it's like there's an appreciation of the the kind of wider right, or if even thing. in cricket, if a batsman gets to a hundred. And everybody, yeah. everybody and kind of joins no, in the camaraderie. Yeah, nobody, no, no Cambridge fans stood up, and as far as I could see, uh, to to clap him off. And I think that's, I, I just thought, you know, for all your your mega millions, you 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 rich folks in Cambridge, um, <laughs> I thought I thought it was a little bit poor that they didn't uh, couldn't couldn't spare him a little clap. But no, I thought I, I thought he got a warm. I thought he got a warm standing, cool standing O from the, from the audience. Okay, um, for all that money that the university gets, which you see none of, <laughs> for all the fumes that waft in from their giant counting banks, <laughs> you get high off. Um, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> 73rd minute, across evaded everybody and went to Johnson, and he put a very heavy foot through it to put it out behind. Yeah. That was a bit disappointing. Oh, that was close. That was, there was a couple of nearly-nearly moments there, wasn't there, in that one? And then, uh, yeah, he put it behind. It was one of those where we couldn't quite figure out how that had happened. Mm. It looked like he'd got the shot on target and it somehow been saved in a really weird way, and then you see afterwards, actually, it's come behind. Was that before or after So came on? That was after So came on. Okay. Um, I know it's hot, yeah. 78th minute. Imagine me writing the words, Rich. Johnson can't make it seven. (laughs) He he struck another one just wide. That was close. Yes. Uh, the 82nd minute, that was the that was the the, that was the best chance that Cambridge had. Um, wasn't sure, was it Ironside who kind of ran through people to get that shot off? Probably, probably. It was a great stop by Peacock Farrell, though, to stop a consolation goal. He got down yeah. so well to stop a hit from the slaloming Cam- Cambridgeman, as I've been mm. saying. Cambridge. Um, <laughs> Love it. And then finally, we still can't make it seven because the 89th minute Johnson swung over an absolute phenomenal oh. ball. What a player. What a, what a, <laughs> what a left peg on the gentleman. He can, <laughs> boy, can he cross a ball. Boy, boy, can he cross. Boy, howdy, can he cross a ball. Boy. <laughs> Lovely swung ball over to the back stick uh, to his, you know, other wing pack, wing back counterparts, Jakunt and Jakunt absolutely smashed the volley over. He just yeah. couldn't. He just couldn't get his foot over it. He just didn't, <laughs> didn't get the angle right at all, and he just, yeah, he just launched it into the away. He did gutting. Oh, good on him for trying, though, eh? Mm. Bless his little heart. We deserved. Um, we, we deserved like eight goals today. 
this could have easily been could yeah it could have easily we could have easily had a fair few more actually than yeah. the ones we had 10 shots on target but possibly some of the ones that were off target were even better chances than the ones we scored yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah a- a- any other was that the last kind of big incident we, no, that were, was that was it i think yeah was there, wasn't, it? there wasn't much stoppage time was there really no, he played. He announced two minutes, but I don't even think he played the full two minutes. I think it was just done, wasn't it? The game was over, so he uh, he just sort of packed it in. So yeah, tremendous! Uh, a a goalgasm, a goal explosion, a Golgas board, Golageddon, Golageddon, <laughs> the joy of six. <laughs> um, Alex Miller made a comment that it would have, if the pitch hadn't improved, we could have had the headline of uh, Six on the Beach, which would have been quite good. Very good. That's very funny. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, this is drink it in, folks. I mean, this is this is the good stuff, isn't it? This is why this is why you're a fan. Mm. Moments like these. Definitely. Some people wait a lifetime for a moment like this. What's that? What outfit is that from? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I, I can't make make a reference and uh, not even know, <laughs> not even know what it is myself. I think I think time has moved on from my uh, uh, Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson. Okay, interesting. Um, I was just wondering if it was going to be a Marks and Spencer. Uh, you know, you know this. This isn't just any spanking. <laughs> we could have Fleetwood Max Albatross over the top of it. That'd be fun. This is a handcrafted Sheffield Wednesday spanking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think it was a sandals. It was on a sandals resort advert, maybe. Well, we we did have a sandals out, didn't we, Rich? Oh, we did. We were having six on the beach, Luke. We've, uh, as we've already covered. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, this is. I mean, it's it's fantastic. This uh, it. it I do think there's a resilience to this team. I think there's, I do, as we touched on earlier, I, the fact that this is the result we get after a, a loss is really speaks highly to to the way this team kind of bounces back and 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 um, they're taking a pride in their work. They're they're they're, they're all kind of buying into what's happening, and I think that's really nice to see. Um, I I will say from the off Cambridge just looked absolutely there for the taking uh but we felt that before and not done it you know, mm. this uh, it's not to be sniffed at and doing what we did today um and Cambridge on this is not crew at bottom of the table Cambridge are safe Cambridge are, are a mid-table fairly good league one team they're not they're not cannon fodder, um, but we we just 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 had our way with them. Really, it was incredible, and um, yeah, really, really enjoyable stuff. It, it's uh, it's good for the goal difference as well. Looking, you know, we're all kind of involved at some level of table gazing now because uh, that's the we're, we're we're once again in an exciting end of season possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, tends to be we're either we're either involved at one end of the table or the other. You don't get many mid-table seasons as a Wednesday fan, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and it looks like we're we're at the, to- the the exciting end of things this time round. Um, 
Yeah. So who? I, I, it's a tricky thing to ask, but who's your uh, <laughs> who's standing out, Luke? Who's the who's getting your star man? Who's getting MLM? Mm. It's going to have to be Berahino. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we the hat trick so, and an assist. Hat trick and an assist. I know he's had a hand in four goals today. It's pretty, pretty, pretty darn incredible. I must say. Um, you know, the interesting thing was it made me think. We we talked about like what are some of our, you know, you mentioned as if it was on the podcast or it was prior. You said the last time we saw a hat trick, mm. it was Jordan Rhodes against Nottingham yeah. Forest, and that was one of the best first halves we've seen covering this podcast and probably for quite a while. Um, so, I mean, outside of that, and then, I mean, the interesting thing was, you know, we, we got the beautiful, uh, the time we had the picture of Jordan Rhodes, you know, with his, uh, with his, with his dumb, lovable grin, with his paws, yes. paws around the signed match ball. And Massimo yes. Longo wrote on his ball, back from the dead. <laughs> yes. You could probably say, you could probably... You'd you probably could. roll out the same signature, Massimo. Don't worry, yeah. I, don't, I don't think I don't think Sido's I don't think Sido was here at that time, so he's not going to be able to pay attention to that. You <laughs> yeah, can you can re you could reuse reuse that material exactly, and I mean especially as me as a man who um, you know during my time working in an office, um, I don't know if you've ever seen any sketches from the Canadian uh, comedy sketch show Baroness von Sketch Show, Rich. I haven't. But there is one I'd recommend, which is uh, all about the perils and trauma from uh, signing 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 someone's birthday card at work. Oh, and, right. Uh, you know, if if you you know, hey, Mass, if you're limited for material, you can you can pull that one out again, because yeah, he's just um, he's completely definitely you know here's my highbrow uh, reference uh, to go alongside the, the numerous lowbrow ones we've made so far in this podcast. This is really a case for. This is a case for growth mindset. You know, you could do mm. Carol, Dr. Carol Dweck could do a new version of her book Mindset and do a chapter all about Berahino being shit and being crap at this club <laughs> and then bagging a hat trick with some aplomb <laughs> and getting an assist in the process as well. This is uh, this is it, folks. This is how you this is how you work hard in training. This is how you bring your game up, and this is how you. You know, you get back to the level of quality, which I'm sure he knows that he has in, in yeah. existing in his history, but we haven't seen from a Wednesday lens yet. So, no, fantastic. Just huge, huge kudos to him. I'm really happy for him. I'm happy to see it. I'm happy to think that we have, wow, a player who's now got five league goals and he scored uh, 60% of <laughs> one game. <laughs> and also the really funny thing is it's a shame we didn't score one more goal in the previous game because, Rich, that would have meant that today we would have got up to 60 goals, which now we're on 59. Mm. So it's basically saying we've almost scored 10% of our goals this season right. in one game. So we scored more than 10% of our goals then in one game. That's, uh, yeah, that's incredible. Well, 9.83 free recurring percent. Okay. Now, so it's six out of 59, basically. We're scored here today. And uh, no, it's just fantastic to do that for the, I'm sure it does great work for the confidence. I'm sure we'll keep yo-yoing up and down, but I mean, to think about it, I mean, we've got like, we've won four out of the last six, if you include. And then if you go back further, you can make that stat look even prettier. Like, I'll be yeah. honest. Um, so there might be a few more kind of ups and downs, but if we can keep getting more points, 
like this. I mean, it's a weird one. I mean, next we've got the first game in hand that we have. I mean, Plymouth also have a game in hand. It was disappointing today to come off and see that Sunderland's bagged two late goals. Mm. So they leapfrogged us and then Plymouth won as well. So there now. But I mean, around us also a lot of teams drawing, I'll be honest. Yeah. I, I'm, I, it's interesting because I know, well, I, fi- I feel probably in my heart of hearts, I, I know that, uh, that that second is is too far away, really. But um, I'm, I'm inclined to sort of look at that end of things as much as anything else. And the fact that MK Dons and Wigan drew is probably about as good of a result at that side of things as, as we could have hoped for. Um, yeah, it's interesting. We've just got to keep doing it ourselves. We've got to keep winning our games because Sunderland and Oxford, we've got two games on both of them. So if we win both those games in hand, we're, 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 we're sitting pretty, aren't we? Definitely, um, very much so. Yeah, because that's where if we win those two games in hand, which we have on Oxford and MK Dons and Sunderland, that puts us on seventy points, mm. and MK Dons on seventy three. Um, yeah. So <sighs> Plymouth also yeah. are on the same level of games, but I mean, I, I just think Plymouth are the same level of games. Not that, yeah. not that I'm discounting. Not that I think you should discount them. I think you are discounting them, but I think it's just the sheer sheer level oh. of numbers. Sheer level of numbers. I mean, if we, God, I mean, if we keep this up, we've got to be in the top six, right? It's it's been exactly, agonizing yeah. how much we flirted with the top six this year. We've won eight out of ten games, and I think if we keep up that sort of anything like that sort of form between now and the end of the season, then it'll be pretty undeniable in terms of a playoff place. Mm. Um, I, I, you just what you don't want to be is the team that really gets close to third to second and ends up third because that team I always feel tends to be like licking their wounds by the time the playoffs come round, mm. um, as as we had under Carlos, the Brighton, that Brighton team were far and away the best team in the playoffs. Um, by and large, that, that same Brighton team went won the league at, at a trot the next season and have stayed there. Um, but the, the, when we played them as the team that had just about made it into the playoffs versus the team that had just missed out by, I think they missed out by a point on the last day or something like that. Uh, from, yeah. From being was, second. Uh... It was it was that's a, a footballing Nats chuff, wasn't it? Yes, and that's just, that's a crummy place to be because mm. you just cannot help but be disappointed at what could have been. So mm. I, I'd almost I mean if you're being if you could pick, you'd rather be the team that sneaks in in sixth on on a run of form or sixth or fifth, fifth in the run of form than be the team that gets so close to second and misses out because that's that's a tough spot. That's a tough spot. Anyway, yeah. Um, it's exciting to be having these conversations. <laughs> it certainly is. It certainly is. <laughs> it's certainly it's, exciting it's by no to. No means been a given through most of this season. No, and certainly, uh, you know, exciting to cover a game which is the highest, probably one of the highest goal margins for a game that we've mm. seen for a long time. Rich and mm. I remember seeing Wednesday beats. Uh, we beat uh, blah blah blah. We did Bristol Rovers 7 2, didn't we? Yes, Bristol Rovers, one. that's right. Yes, and that was fun. Um, I remember a 5 0 against Burnley as well. That was pretty, mm. that was a big day for um, oh no, what was he called? Striker, 
he was always injured, but he was so good when he played. But he only ever played for like three old games. <laughs> Can you remember who I'm talking about? I think I know who you're talking about, but I'm drawing a blank on his name as well. Is he, oh. is he, a, is he a Belgian oh. gentleman? Um, should we keep on guess who? No, it's Agpo Sodji. Agpo Sodji is who Oh, Agpo Agpo Sodji. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Was that was that Southampton or or but maybe maybe he did it Southampton. <laughs> we beat yeah we beat Southampton five 0 at home. Yeah. Yeah, Southampton five 0 at home, and I think yeah mm-hmm. uh, we did do well against Burnley away as well that same season. Mm-hmm. But oh, Sodji was so exciting. That was just like. I don't know. That was like some ridiculous like designer drug from the future that it was it was so good but you could only have a tiny little bit of it at mm. a time like <laughs> the highs were so high that uh, <laughs> um, yeah too too much exposure would just uh, ruin your whole whole life. Anyway, um what well, how did we end up here Luke? Uh, uh, it's been okay. a tremendous day. That's yeah. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> uh. Bordering on historic, mm. but I think is—is is it time to wrap it up? Is it? T- I've not been attacked as yet by uh, the person in the car park, which is good uh, to give you a, the latest update on that particular drama. Um, and I, I think I maybe should escape. What there was, there was—I didn't mention this, Luke, but there was youths as well. You would have been quite pleased with your prediction. <laughs> not a skateboard in sight. But uh, it's been quite a time in the old Middlewood, Middlewood Park and Ride this evening. It's uh, what a what a joy to be what a joy to be had, uh, basking in the glow of a six nil victory and uh, and the LED, the cost efficient LED lighting at this this particular car park. Um, anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up? No, it's uh, it's been fun. It's been fun chatting to you, and uh, yeah, mm. it's a good week for everyone at home. And uh, looking forward to chatting to you after another couple of uh, Sheffield Wednesday football games next week. Here's to it. There's there's that Accrington Stanley game that we've been waiting to play for about four months now. So hopefully, we managed to finally tick it off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, yes. Lovely to talk to you again, Luke. Lovely to enjoy. Uh, a delicious victory together and uh, yeah look after yourself folks and we'll, we'll talk again next week cheerio <laughs> see you Rich bye bye <laughs>